In the world of sports, the offseason is a time to relax and regroup after a hard-fought season. But playing with MyBookie gives you the choice to decide when your season begins and ends. At MyBookie.ag, you can bet on hundreds of games and leagues from around the world. Whether it's a game day Panther parlay or a long shot winner, MyBookie's got you covered. Use pre-game props or bet the game live to shift the odds in your favor and always come out on top. Not only does MyBookie host exclusive sports betting contests you can't find with any other book, but also the bonuses are insane. Crazy, even. Crazy. Insane. All of those words. All those great adjectives. If you sign up today with MyBookie.aj, use our promo code, AbsoluteDGen, you'll receive up to $1,000 in bonus money when you make your first deposit. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Insane! Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and I've got a special guest with me today. I'm excited to talk to this guy. Chris, what's going on? Oh, not much. Thank you, Arch, for having me. And I want to say hello to the absolute degenerates. And uh, (laughs) it's an honor to be with you. So thank you. Yeah, man. No, it's my pleasure. So you're out there. I saw you on Twitter. You're just trying to get people's attention for this this methodology you've stumbled yeah, upon? Yeah, absolutely. So it's called predicted outcomes runs. And uh, it's a formula that is an algorithm. Basically, all formulas become an algorithm once you start applying them to the data. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it measures the runs that are scored in a baseball game, baseball season, and uh, team season, league season, all the league seasons. So it can be applied to any of those um, you know, sort of measures. And the purpose of it is to be the most accurate formula and algorithm that's ever produced. I actually ran some numbers this morning and I found a couple of, um, I wouldn't even call them errors. They were sort of oversights because baseball has changed the rule for extra innings Mm -hmm. for last year and this year, which allows teams to start with the runner on second base. And that was playing with the numbers. So I have the standard deviation down to 1.85%. And it's, that's just amazing. So you're tossing out terms like standard deviation. Are you a math guy? Do you have a background? Funny thing about that, I hate math, but I love (laughs) statistics. And so I've actually uh, been keeping statistics of my own since I was seven years old. I'm a 44-year-old man now, and I had this baseball game on my old Tandy computer that uh, my pops got me when I was a kid, seven years old, and it was not sophisticated enough to keep stats. So my mom got me notebook paper helped me make lines on the paper. And I started keeping stats at seven years old. Mm, that's really cool. So has baseball always been your number one, number one passion? Absolutely. So I was adopted in 1980 and I had lived in a foster home in rural Kansas, outside of Kansas city, go Royals. Mm. And, uh, I got adopted and like my parents took me to a Royals game. And if anyone of your, uh, in your audience knows the Royals were, just something else in the early 80s. Oh, yeah. And so I remember the first game we went to, we sat, and this was way back before they updated uh, Kaufman. I sat way out in the um, upper, uh, what is it, left field bleachers, you know, like a, that that third deck, like the farthest corner seat you can get in. You're <laughs> the old, baking the old out GA there. section? Oh, yeah. yeah. You're baking out there. And so we sat there and it was it was awesome. I was in love from that moment on. And I wanted to be George Brett. I <laughs> wanted to play for the Royals. I mean, who didn't at that point? Oh, yeah. that The, the Royals teams in, in that era were so special. It's yep. 
seems like a long time ago. <laughs> I, I have I have flirted with other teams, but uh, you know, when you try and flirt with something pretty and you're used to something like the Royals, it just doesn't work. Okay, so you're a baseball fan. You, you love the stats. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. So tell me a little bit about this. You call it predicted runs out or predicted outcome runs. That's correct. So essentially, um, within baseball, we have these events that each have a specific outcome. And those events include a strikeout, uh, a home run, a walk. That's sort of what are called the three true outcomes, though I actually think that that theory is a little bit sketchy. But all of these particular internal events in a baseball game generate or prevent run production. So they either add to or take away from the fractional total that a run can, uh, or, or that can produce a run rather. Mm-hmm. And so within that, if you were to analyze all of those events together, then you would find out the percentages by which each calculates towards a run. And the reason that I called it this particular thing was that the game outcomes, so the, the, the scores of the games haven't changed in 120 years. And, you know, there's been a little bit of fluctuation here and there, but we hear all of these things about different eras in baseball. And the reality is I can only come up with four eras. And I'm going to write about that at some point in the future. Baseball simply hasn't changed since 1901. Really? So what what are the four eras before we get? So absolutely. The four eras, I call them the formative years, which is 1876 to 1900. And that's the period that baseball was really playing around with their own rules. So for example, if you go to the 1880s, the number of balls that were required for a walk changed constantly. The number of pitches required for a strike changed Mm -hmm. constantly. Mm -hmm. The bat, you could have a flat bat. You could call for a high pitch or a low pitch. So there were all of these particular rule changes that it sort of took time to iron out. In 1901, the fascinating thing about that is that's when the American League started. So that's really when we get the two league model. Um, so the second, the second uh, uh, era would be I call it 1901 to 1953, and that's your the the American League, the National League, and Negro League professional baseball because they are also major league caliber players, and they had major league caliber uh, games that were played on a regular basis. The third era is 1954 to 1997, and I sort of call that the expansion years. That's when baseball was really trying to become a, a truly a national sport for the major league level. We saw you know teams move to California. We saw franchises start like our Royals. And then the, the final era is 1998 to now, and that's sort of post-expansion. And even though that there are these four eras and we see these little micro changes, take the steroid quote unquote era. Um, I can see the steroid era in the data, but it didn't change the games at all. Really? So you would, you, you think it's overstated the dead ball era, the steroid era, all that is overstated. Absolutely. And, and I'm going to be, so I, I, uh, write with the baseball almanac. I've been given a wonderful opportunity to begin writing there. I've written two pieces thus far both about uh, predicted outcome runs. And I'm going to be writing a lot about the history of those things. And so, so those, those micro changes, I like to refer to them, are, are game outcome, excuse me, they're event outcome changes, but they don't change the outcome of the games. And one of the cool things is, is I've shared this data within uh, my uh, 
blog post that I shared for for all of the fans to to read about on Baseball Almanac blog, mm-hmm. and I have all of this historical trend data listed in there for them to see. That's fascinating. I like it. I like it. You're uh, you're bucking the trends. You're, you're you're approaching the data from a different angle. That's for sure. Absolutely, and that's exactly how I wanted to approach it. You know, the, to me, the dilemma was that if I'm if I'm being polite. I was not able to replicate how other statisticians for baseball approach the data. And that's the polite way for me to say it. Um, and what I mean by that is that when I look at how they arrived at their formulas, when I looked at how they sort of calculated different quote unquote eras, I cannot replicate what they're seeing. So all of the things that they're highlighting were within the game, sort of subplots, if you picture the game as a movie, as a novel, whatever, they're, they're really interesting stories. They they raise the tension. Uh, they make it fun. You know, triples are fun, but triples, believe it or not, are the least correlated event to runs in baseball. Mm. Mm. And that I, goes so against everything we've been told. Right, right, right. I, th- I think Bill James threw a little bit of shade at triples too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So there it is. Okay. I'm going to ask you the question, what is predictive run outcomes of runs? Okay. So it is uh, a formula that is beyond a level of sophistication that cannot be reached by any of the current generation of stats. In a nutshell, I can predict 109 years of Major League Baseball history within 1.8% of the actual runs scored. I'm predicting 140 plus years within 3.78%. Mm. And so the, the value that this presents is by coming at the data from a truly just data standpoint, I'm just looking at it from the science of it. I didn't care what the formula looked like. I didn't have some special idea in mind of what it was going to be. Then I was able to sort of set aside my ego and just say, okay, I guess I'm going down this path now. <laughs> okay. So, how does it work? Oh, okay, great. So for your fans and uh, listeners and anyone else out there, the degenerates can actually download this super cool app that uh, it's a prototype app. So, you know, they can either download the baseball calculator that I've put on uh, the baseball almanac blog. It's an Excel calculator or on their smartphone. They can, they can go to my Twitter feed and, and uh, maybe even you'll put this up there yeah, as well. Yeah. And, and they can, get this open as app. There it is. There's our Royals. Go Royals. Uh, And they just sit sit there and plug in these numbers. And once they plug in these numbers, it's going to spit out at the bottom uh, where it's got this green calculation. It's going to spit out what it looks like and it's going to give them what the runs were. And uh, as a teaser for your fans, I did some, some data on it this morning. I just wanted to sort of, you know, play with it again. So I looked at box scores uh, yesterday and um, for all 15 games, there were 142 runs scored. I predicted 133.5. Hmm. So that gives me a run per team per game error of 0.347. Now that's, that's way above what I would accept. I would never accept that for like a global, um, outcome, but for a single day, that's awesome. So yeah. if your guys, if you're, if your fans wanted to bet on one day of baseball, I would tell them to bet the table, bet the whole parlay, say, you know, like, uh, okay. Um, MGM is going to say there's going to be 150 runs scored today. Take this calculator, play with it and decide if you want to bet the over or under on it. Very good. How would we go about that? Like, 
how, how do we start putting in the data, the data? Is it just this season up to this point, you would say? Like total bases? Walks. Yeah, absolutely. So if I was going to do that for, let's say I was doing that for today's games, yeah. uh, I would just go in and start plugging in what those players or teams had done to this season thus far. And the reality is that um, you also want to be looking at those trends. For example, we can see that, you know, with the uh, all-star break having just, or not the all-star break, excuse me, with the trade deadline having just passed that, you know, Players are uh, on different teams. You know, Jorge Soler, former Royal, is tearing it up for Atlanta right now, which sort of gripes me because he didn't do that for us. (laughs) (laughs) He won't Uh, for very long. We know that. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Or take the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays smoked the Royals over the weekend because they hadn't had a home series since 2019. So they were jacked. And, you know, the Royals got to be the unwitting victim and, uh, you know, have been playing like shit since that point. Um, (laughs) But that's that's pretty typical for us Royals fans. So to get to get my to get a um, a feel for this, I would put in the total basis by every team or a specific team or yeah, I would start with the specific team. So like if you wanted to bet, you know, let's take our Royals again. You wanted to bet the Royals, then I would start by putting in not just their total bases. I put in all of the facts that are there that you see, and I actually did put the Royals in this morning, I came up with 420 runs to their 429 runs scored, which comes out to 0.096. So like a 10th of a run a game is what I'm off by. Hmm. So I can, I can pretty accurately predict what the Royals are going to do uh, over sort of the season. Like if I was going to bet the rest of the season, I could, I could tell you what the Royals would do based on what they've done so far. So this is a really good tool in your mind for future action. Absolutely. Absolutely. You could totally use it in that way. The other way that I would totally use this is I would absolutely bet seasons. Um, You know, at the beginning of a season, when you want to bet over-unders on runs, I would absolutely use this tool in that capacity. And, you know, if you you bet a few teams over-unders, you're going to make money. I can't say that you will win every bet. But I can say that I'm confident that this tool is so accurate that you could use it in that way. How would we bring, okay, let's say we're starting a season fresh, just just, mm-hmm. just for fun. How would we use this? Would we look at, at just the previous season? Yeah, I would look at the previous season. Previous and then season. I would also look at, you know, did they have any key additions or subtractions? So, for example, let's say Salvi Perez left the Royals after this season. We mm-hmm. know that's not going to happen. But we also know that, um, you know, he's a hot commodity and maybe somebody wanted to pick him up that would have a huge impact on what we would expect the royals having said that we only see a a a shift of maybe about a hundred runs over the course of a season uh, on average now this year the royals are really shitting the bed and so they have scored 429 runs in just over uh, 100 games so they are they are not getting it done. They're right around the four runs a game average. We would expect to see them up in the four and a half runs a game average. Um, so, you know, if you were to to take a team like the Royals, I would probably bet the under. Mm, okay. Is there any value, uh, no matter how small, is there any value in looking at team versus team for a specific day? You know what? Um, glad you asked. Of the 15 games that I looked at from yesterday, yeah. I got eight of those games within uh, two runs and seven of those games over two runs. So there is some value in it. Having said that, I would caution your your uh, listeners to 
bet multiple games. Would this work better for maybe not determining winner, but maybe total in the game? Like over under or maybe team specific, like Yankees over under five and a half runs? Absolutely. I would absolutely use it for that. So taking the Baltimore versus the Yankees game yesterday, the total run scored was 14. Uh, My calculator came out to 12.19. Taking another game, Pittsburgh versus Milwaukee. Now that game went into extra innings. And because it went into extra innings, we uh, saw that they had that sort of extra inning boost, you know, sort of a free base runner for each. Uh, 13 runs scored, 12.36 was what I came out to. It's not half bad. That's not half bad at all. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad if you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home bet the non-stop action of march madness with my bookie enter bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes of up to twenty-five thousand big ones or pick from a huge selection of straight bets props and odds boosts whatever your style my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid sign up now take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars all you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie: you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. So if we wanted to do this today, we would just look up the team numbers here Absolutely. And, just, and just leave and if just, it, leave the individual stats out. Well, actually, those individual stats become team stats at that point. So you can go and you can see what the opponents have done in that regard. Or if you're on baseball reference, you can find out what the team base running stats were. So, for example, we wanted to do the Royals again. You could throw it. in their, yeah. their team one. Let me pull up. Yeah, the, let's do uh, the Royals. Absolutely. I got to go to a different spot on my uh, handy dandy phone. So let's see here. Let's pull up 2021. And okay. So the Royals as a team have uh, 1,352 total bases. Check. They have um, next is walks. We have. of course, 278 walks because the Royals are allergic to walks. <laughs> Double plays, they have 66. Okay. Sack flies is 31. Okay. Home runs is an anemic uh, 108. Oh, boy. I know, right? Okay, I'm going to jump down to some team uh, base running because I looked it up earlier. So I've got to get down to the advanced batting. 
this is the only sort of like drawback to any sort of data analysis is you got to jump around to find things. Right, right, right. You know, there's not any way around that, unfortunately. Okay, so team base is taken, which is going to be where we put this in the wild pitches area. That's going to be 110. Okay. Next, we have strikeouts, which is a, uh, a particular skill of the Royals. They're able to strike out at a very high rate. Uh, their strikeouts are 855. Okay. Uh, hit by pitches is 36. Jeez. Yeah. Stolen bases is uh, 67. And next we have, what do we have next? We're going to go to, we're going to skip pass balls and box. We'll go down to sack hits. We have 16 sack hits. Okay. Caught stealing, we have 18. Reached on error as a team. We have uh, 28. Pickoffs. Did we do pickoffs? No, no, Did we I didn't. No, no. That's okay. Uh, we have six. Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it could have been, could have been a lot worse. Uh, plate appearances, we have 3,838. 3,838. Yep. Hits, we have 836. Runs, we have 429. And then I'm going to check one more place because we may be adding a few total bases. So what I'm going to check is this extra inning garbage to see okay. if we have any added uh, bases that we can put back in for the Royals. And so if I could go to seasons, let's go to 2021. We'll look at our handy dandy Kansas city Royals and we'll look at how many extra inning games they have. You know what this is going to take, let's just go ahead and say eight on that. We'll add eight stolen or eight total bases. That'll make that 1360 at the top. It, Cause I remember there was, theirs was around like four or five, you know, uh, extra inning games. Okay. And so we come up with, what is that? 421, 54. Yes. And they scored 429 runs. So per game, look at what that comes out to. I mean, we're talking fractions of Pretty, a percent. So would you just take this? Um, I'm just trying to think how best to interpret this data for a for a specific Absolutely. for a specific game. Would it be this minus whoever the Royals are playing? Yeah, absolutely. So four twenty one fifty four divided by uh, you know uh, their number of games. So we've got four twenty one point five four. They've played one hundred and five games. I predict they're at four point zero one five runs a game. They've actually scored. 4.085 so i'm off by what is that six hundredths of a of a of a run so i take that and then i look at who they're playing against you know are they playing the the white Sox again mm -hmm. let's say that they you know we just take the white Sox number and we can look and we can say you know what i think that this is what the over under will be on tonight's game because this is how both teams have performed this year and i would just look at who's starting for each team to to sort of back that up interesting you know? okay yeah We'll definitely have to play with it and see what we can what we can learn. I'd love to hear what you guys have. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see. All right. So, yeah, we talked about that. The app, we've got that. There'll be a link to that. Now, stolen. I do want, yeah, good. I'm sorry. Go. I was going to say I do want to tell your your audience that uh, I will be having some uh, specific player evaluation tools coming out that will come out probably sometime this fall. I'm sort of 
uh, the the data is done on them. All I'm doing now is the season by season average, so I can identify the specific cutoffs for what makes a good player versus a great player. Mm, okay, okay, that would be interesting to see too. If we could, if we could see how um, I can see fantasy players really mm-hmm. digging digging that data a lot. Absolutely, because uh, you know the big thing that everybody has is that the sort of the the universal metric for player evaluations is you know wins above average, and that's just complete garbage. It's not based on the data at all. Uh, I can tell you that when I looked at correlations between um, the factors that produce a run and wins above average, there was almost no correlation between the two sets. Really? Yep. Wow. Oh, <laughs> that's a lot to process. <laughs> yeah. So you're not a war fan. You're not a WAF fan. Oh, wow. No, nope, nope. They are terrible. And the reason that they're terrible is that they are volume only stats. And so what I mean by volume only stats is let's say that I was an Iron Man, the next Lou Gehrig or Cal Ripken, and I played in 3,000 straight games. I had 18,000 at bats. If I hit six, hundred home runs over 18,000 at bats, you would say, dang, Chris, you were, you were a great hitter, but you wouldn't say that if I had 3000 strikeouts during that time too, but I'm going to get rewarded for those 600 home runs just by hitting them. And so it's just a pure volume stat. Cy Young as the pitcher is probably the best worst example because the guy was a terrible pitcher. He pitched in 800 games. Of course, he's going to win more games than uh, anybody else because he pitched in more games than anybody else. He's also walked more batters than anybody else. Right, right. Well, that tracks. Yeah. So you'd rather have Brett Saberhagen than Cy Young. Absolutely. Sabes is is the man. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, I I definitely want to play with this data, see what we can see what we can see. And I assume you'll be around for follow up questions and and absolutely. And then the other thing I will tell your audience, the sheets, if they go to uh, download the data from Baseball Almanac, Mm -hmm. they say protected. Nothing has a password on it. I just protect them so that I don't delete things as I go. So just click unprotect. There's nothing to worry about. You guys can open the data, play with it, go nuts. All right. There it is. Anything else? Let me ask you real quick. I just got you. I'll pick your brain. Stolen bases. Does that factor in pretty high? Because I know everyone is down on stolen bases. So here's what's interesting about that. So within the write-up that I have, I actually talk about something called run shares. I'm, I'm, I'm always skeptical to tell people the specific value of a run share because then when it doesn't happen in a game, they get the aha, see, I told you. Right, right. But stolen bases are actually more valuable than people realize. Stolen bases come out to 0.58 runs. And a caught stealing is a negative 0.45 runs. So that's a net of a 0.13. So even if I was to... Um, Essentially, what it boils down to is every two bases I steal, it would take three caught stealing to negate what I had accomplished. So stolen bases are incredible. Uh, what I would say is stealing second is the most important base to steal. Stealing third is kind of dumb um, because you're already in scoring position. So if you are getting a guy to steal second base, that's awesome. All right. Well, yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I've, yeah. always, I've, I've just felt like, especially watching the 2015 Royals, Mm-hmm. That, that stealing bases, whether it's a, you know a, a psychological effect or, or you know a statistical effect or, or both, it definitely it does something. Absolutely. Well, and and within that pickoffs, pickoffs 
don't hurt you at all, which sounds so counterintuitive. Pickoffs are negative 0.25 runs. It takes 40 pickoffs for your team to quote unquote lose a run. Why is that? Because they just don't uh, hurt any more than any other out. So every out by itself, like unless it's like a strikeout, Believe it or not, sack hits and sack flies are terrible outs. Um, so every non-specific uh, out, just say you grounded to the second baseman, you know, is only worth 0. 0.07 negative runs. Now, a sack fly, which is totally crazy because it doesn't seem like it would apply in the correct way, a sack fly is actually worth a negative half run. Even though you're scoring a run on the play, giving up that out, over the history of baseball has shown that your team does not produce more runs after that in that inning. I believe that. D- don't sacrifice an out to get a run. Absolutely. I Absolutely. believe that 100%. Yep. Okay. Well, what do you think of the Pythagorean uh, win? Um, you know what? They're factor? all based on faulty data. Is it really? They all are. And, and I, I'm sorry because I love the sabermetric community. I love Bill James. He's a Kansan. You yeah, know? right. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Th- these guys are awesome. And I couldn't have done my work if I hadn't been able to look at their work and see what did or didn't line up. You know, in, in one of the articles, I sort of uh, reference map making. And so in the way that that if you think of how map making has evolved from like these really crude hand-drawn maps, well, we have like GPS tracking now. And so the version that I'm creating and giving to the public is a GPS tracking version versus these hand-drawn maps. And so the reason that Pythagorean theorem consistently underestimated the Royals is that they weren't using the right run shares. They were not using the um, data itself. They ran with these correlations that said, if you score X amount of runs, Mm -hmm. then you should win X amount of games. And that's simply not as as factually correct. And where we see that specifically, there's two two data points. It's run per game differential and error per game differential. So the run per game differential has remained consistent for 120 years. So if you score six runs a game and your opponent scores four runs a game, you can take that to the bank for 120 years. Hmm. All right. (laughs) I'll take it. Interesting. So given what you know, I'm assuming you've played with this quite a bit. Absolutely. Who's the best team in baseball right now in your mind? Oh, gosh, that's tough. You know, um, the best team in baseball or the best performing team in baseball, I would say that like the best team in baseball is, you know, I actually think the Yankees are really good, which doesn't seem to jive with everything that we've seen. You know, um, they're not performing at the level that they should be performing at. And they they have the talent, though, to get out there and do it. You know, the Giants are overperforming. Mm, Do not spend on the Giants. Um, Houston is obviously a monster. Milwaukee plays in a shit division, so they're going to run away with that division. Um, You know, those are the teams that I would be watching for. The Dodgers, as much as they're dominant and just got some some key key pickups, you know, the the way that the schedule works out for baseball is you play so many of your division games that last 30 days. They're going to be playing the Padres and the Giants. So they're going to be beating up on each other. Um, I think that the best bets are going to be somebody like a Houston or a Milwaukee. You know, maybe the White Sox just run away with the Central. 
neutral because, you know, we've seen a couple of teams, Royals being a prime example, throw in the towel and say, hey, we're just dumping uh, salary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think of the White Sox uh, specifically? I, they just seem to be so streaky, so so inconsistent at times. Is that yeah. is that reflected yeah. in your model or do you think they're just kind of taking the, the, the day off some days? You know what I think it is more than anything is that the White Sox are one of those uh, teams that benefit from playing against bad teams. Mm. Quite frankly, they, they benefit from playing against bad teams. And, you know, I, a lot of guys will tell you about park factors and I'm not a huge park factors guy because nope. park factors, literally every baseball park is different. You know, for the last 146 years, no two baseball parks have been the same size. So park factors is a little overrated. I will say there are a handful of exceptions to this. Um, the I don't even know what uh, you know they're calling with the White Sox Stadium. I know at one point it was U.S. Cellular Field, and right. whatever the, whatever they're calling it this year. Um, that's such a small bandbox, and you know those guys can really pound that ball out of there. So there will be some games. Take last night's White Sox game against the uh, Royals. There were only eight base hits and eight runs scored. That's never supposed to happen. <laughs> uh, but it does happen. And it, happen- it, does it happens happen. against the Royals, it seems it, like. Yeah. You know, we are we are a kryptonite to ourselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very good. Very cool. Yeah, I'll definitely be following up. I'm, I'm, I, I, I foresee a lot of questions coming. So Absolutely. Uh, I'd be more than happy to visit with your audience anytime. And I'm, I, I hope that I can get them the effectiveness tools in time that they can use them this year. If not, they can certainly use them next year because it's, it's sort of blowing the lid off of what we thought we knew about uh, what makes a player effective and not. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, everybody out there who's a Saber, Saber metrics guy is going to hate you. That's for sure. That's okay. I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm used to that. I, I tend to uh, draw that sort of uh, uh, feeling from, from my fans, I guess. I, I can see that. They hated Bill James too. So, yep. All right, Chris, any final thoughts, any final words? You know, I just want to say thank you to you and I hope your audience enjoyed this segment and uh, I look forward for the chance to talk to him again. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. 
by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.